You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good day, everybody. I am Roger B. The show is locked and loaded, and the station is America's Web Radio. And today, oh my goodness, I know any of you who are interested in guns, weapons, ammo, have realized the shelves are bare, the supplies are so limited... You can't buy hardly anything. <laughs> Roger, I can tell you why uh, there are no magazines available. The high-capacity mags. Not yet. Not yet. Um. Not yet. <laughs> I know where you're going with that. <laughs> All right. We're going to hold no, on to that. No, no, no. They can't. Okay. Yeah, no. We'll jump right into that. That's fine. Let me find my, Okay. The Ninth Circus Court, which has now become a circuit court. Well, it's becoming Explain a circuit why that. You said something about representatives being appointed or something yeah, or judges so, being replaced. So one thing that Donald Trump has been doing very quietly because the, the media doesn't want you to know, well, they might start using this as we get closer to the election. But And this is another reason. If you were looking for reasons to vote for Donald Trump, here's another one. Donald Trump has appointed uh, justices all over the country. Good. Every every circuit judge, like the Ninth Circus, every circuit judge must be appointed by a sitting president. And Obama really – this is one thing I can really stand behind Obama because Ooh. during the eight years of Obama, he neglected his duty to appoint judges. He just kept putting it on the back burner. Really? He appointed some, but he – there was a – Very few. When Donald Trump took office, I believe there was over 200 judges not appointed. Spots. Sweet. So Trump got to work, and Trump has been appointing um, now, judge to, after judge do after they have judge. Have approval from the Senate or Congress, or he um, he can appoint. He can just uh, circuit judges. Uh, he, there is an approval process, but he can throw them out. And since the Republicans control the Senate, the Democrats can't stop it. Basically, oh, so they can just run. Um, to, okay. Yeah. So he well. is. So he has started to change the ninth. So the ninth circus has become more of the circuit because I believe Trump's had two or three placements on that court already. Yep. Well, I don't know if you remember, back in June 29th, there was a uh, a ruling by Judge Benitez, Roger Benitez, good name, good strong good name. name there. Good name, good name, good name. I mean, so, he's got the Raja, he's got the Hispanic, <laughs> what's not to like? <laughs> so, he said the ban on standard capacity magazines, notice I'm not ta- calling them high capacity because they are standard capacity. Anything less than a 30-round magazine for an AR-15 is a restricted capacity. But these standard capacity magazines were legal in California. They could not be restricted based on the Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. So for one glorious week, known in California as Freedom Week. Freedom Week. (laughs) Californians ordered (laughs) 1.4 million standard capacity magazines for their weapons to go into California. That's 1.4 million votes for Donald Trump. In one week. (laughs) And, you know, that's just an estimated figure. They probably could have even gone higher than that. But then within the by the end of the week, they ordered an injunction against the magazine shipping and decided to file an appeal. Well, the appeal just came down last week, and they upheld Judge Benitez's decision to stop the banning of standard capacity oh, standard magazines. Capacity. So now, magazines of 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 rounds are legal in California if... The, ju- the ruling stands for it 30 stands, days without right. an appeal. And they're just, I'm sure, got guys in that, California on their calendar marking yeah. days off going, what? <laughs> and and that what that means for the rest of you and the rest of the country is uh, you're, you, the prices are about to skyrocket. and oh, you're they've, about already to, gone, and, they've already gone and, up. And you're about to not be able to get one because every one of them made is going to be headed to California. California. 
Yeah. And it's go, amazing. Go to your next gun show. I hear that that the standard capacity magazines are just washing up on shores all over California all lakes. All over California. It's all amazing. these boating accidents, they're recovering they're, they're, these by the yep. hundreds, by the you, thousands. You would think a treasure chest was found. I know. Because they're just showing up everywhere. <laughs> but I have to say that, you know... This is going to be a few days before it goes into effect, and the only appeal now would be to the Supreme Court if Mm -hmm. they agree to hear it. If they don't, then they send it back down. It stands as is. And I wouldn't be surprised. Here we're in August, the latter part of August, middle of August, August, middle to latter part of August. The Supreme Court is not going to hear that. No, I, um, they may wait till next year so. to you know. Yeah, but the thirty days will be passed, so you'll have from now until from now then until get to buy as many as you can. can. And I bet the one point four million you know, figure would look small in comparison oh, to what they gonna, get in six months. It's going to more than double, no doubt. <laughs> oh, double. You know, oh my God. <laughs> since I brought up gun shows, Roger, do you have any information on when gun shows may kick into gear again? I don't know. I guess it depends on the cities and states. As far as the Atlanta area, from what I've seen, there have been none that are going on. That have proceeded, as far as I know. So they I, they need uh, see they, they should because the the I mentioned it earlier. You know the Atlanta folks just put on a gift and home show, so they've shown that a show can be done. The problem is not having a gun show; it's having something to sell there. Well, that I was may, looking on major true, websites yeah. the other day because a friend of mine just purchased a new weapon and he researches things thoroughly. Mm-hmm. He does, you know, he does his research. He just researches everything to a T, and then decides. To buy the right. weird, odd thing that he wants. You of know? course, of course. So he bought it, and now he's asking me, where do I look for ammo? So I started flipping through some sites while I was on the phone with him, and I realized almost every major site that I normally buy ammo from is completely Ouch. sold out wow. of so many different calibers. Wow. I mean, 76239, gone. 9mm, so gone. gone. Not even a box can be had anywhere. Woo. Some of these major sites. It's amazing. That's something. A few. That 380, all gone. <laughs> wow. So what does I that mean, tell you? you could have a gun show, but someone would have to have something to sell there. So you know what? That <laughs> maybe that's that's maybe that's the reason then, because I'm sure many of them got online and started selling that way because they couldn't sell in a gun yeah, show. Yeah, because stuff is still shipping. I and mean, there's now, still stuff out there, and it's it's coming in because they haven't cut production or anything. They just can't think. keep up, right? You but now, of course, the, the demand sales. has probably yeah. you know gone a hundred times what it was. Mm-hmm. They said this year alone, they estimate approximately two million new gun owners. Mm-hmm. That's, that's Democrats that's Democrats becoming gun owners, and I hope they also become Republican voters. Or even Republicans who just so, never thought they needed a gun or didn't hey, want they, one. There's probably some of that, but let's are face it. Are being driven Let, to decide, you know what? That, I need to protect myself, yeah. my family, my home, my property. I there, need to buy a gun. There's probably some of that, but I'll bet you a lot of this are Democrats in Democrat cities where lawlessness is, lawlessness is the name of the day. Oh, yeah. And they're out buying guns. I just hope, just as I hope when I see these out of state, blue state license don't California plates. my state. Yeah, don't California my state. <laughs> don't bring your don't bring your voting crap here. So hopefully they'll understand that okay, if I'm gonna keep the gun that I got and Roger, think about it. Look at the stories that we saw when some of these gun these new gun owners, these new found lovers of the Second Amendment went in to buy their gun and were told, No, there's a waiting period. You can't have that gun. Well, what do you I mean I can't now. have that gun? I, I need it now. Here's my cash. Doesn't matter how much cash you give me, you can't get it until we what do about the, the gun show you know. loophole. Yeah. No. No, it doesn't exist. <laughs> no. And then these people look at them and go, well, I demand I get my gun now. Well, you shouldn't have voted the way you voted. That's, well, you and ask that, them, do you believe in gun control? They go, sure I do. Well, this is gun control. Well, this is gun control. <laughs> you can pay me all you want, but you ain't getting that gun That's for right. 14, 20, now, whatever days. But let's consider this, though. Okay, so this is California. The judge ruled on it. 30 days it'll be open. How long before other states 
get scared into opening mm. up their right. availability. Ooh. I mean, New Jersey, New York, parts of Colorado, Chicago, Illinois, yeah. all these places where there's limits on magazines. If this ruling stands, all those other states' mm-hmm. rulings with magazine limits mm. – are going to be in question. And I don't know if they'll just automatically have to remove them or will they have to be sued to get them well, back? And remember this, Roger. They're limited to you, the citizen. None of this is limited for government and none of it's limited no, for yeah. the criminal. Cops and military can get anything only, they want all the time. Only the law-abiding citizen is limited. That's how it was during the, uh, the, um, the crime bill. From 94 to 2004, yeah. Yeah. they had the crime bill for 10 years. Thank God they put a sunset yeah. on that thing. Which Biden was for. Oh, Biden and, helped, helped uh, design the whole yeah. thing. He also helped <laughs> put more black people in jail with Clinton and Kamala than anybody else. So, yeah, there Kamala. you go, Democrats, you party of diversity. Yeah, you see Go Kamala. ahead. She was bragging about how she liked to <laughs> smoke marijuana and get high because she's well, half Jamaican, and yet yep. she put thousands of people in, in jail, jail for marijuana charges. And many of them black men put them in jail and kept them in jail on marijuana charges, and then she jokes about smoking marijuana. Oh, because I'm half Jamaican. Her dad has yeah. apparently disavowed anything she says. There's an article about <laughs> well, that he saying should. he does not can't believe that she's yeah. using her Jamaican heritage and degrading well, it to say all these Jamaicans are just stoners. Stoners. You know. Well, she's all – let me tell you what else is going to come out, and I didn't get to this on my show. But it's also going to come out that uh, – and her father has verified this – that they were – they have slave ownership in their family history. <laughs> so according to the cancel culture, we're going to have to cancel Kamala, Kamala Harris because she had slave owners in her family. Oh, my goodness. And she's uh, she's half Jamaican and half Indian. Indian. Would that make her African American? No. The answer would be <laughs> no. Not not that I care. I mean, I don't think. Yeah, we not that not, not that it matters. We shouldn't she, have any. She, she should Americans. just be an American. Absolutely. But Biden was very specific. Um, but, but he, he said, said race. He, yeah. And he said gender standards for picking. Absolutely. He put so himself that would in make a box. Him a racist and a misogynist. And a misogynist, I think. Misogynist. What's the other? There's another word that means women who uh, hate men or something. Well, men who hate women. Misogynist. Misogynist. There's another one that goes the other uh, there way. There is another one that goes the other way, and I. And I, it's escaping me now, yeah, but something uh, with a G and a mis- but, but this is what you get from a party that does everything based on color and puts yeah. everybody in a box. And Kamala's already said she's coming after assault rifles. She oh. doesn't care what it takes. And Biden too. Kamala's look. Biden said he would make uh, fake Hispanic O'Rourke. Uh, his guns are, and and O'Rourke already said he was going to come take every gun he can from you, and then. Kamala also said she's going to come and take all your AR military style weapons away. Now, how weapons. she thinks she's going to do this? Yeah, good luck. Uh, yeah, good the luck. The last people who did that were wearing red coats. They were wearing red coats. <laughs> the last group of people who happened to be part of the largest military force in the world at the time, and the most feared military force at the time. Uh, they marched in here, folks, with red coats on, and they said they're taking the guns. And we see what happened to them. The colonists said, "Forget you." Yeah, yeah, a bunch of <laughs> bunch of colonists said, uh, "No, no, no, no." Forget you. You, We're you, you, you can take your little laws there, your little monarch, and go right back across Shove the them up ocean. Your crown. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, you know, just as. What? 
This is yeah. so delightful mm-hmm. news to bring to you about the gun magazine ban oh, going away in music California. Music to my ears. And I just can't wait until other states get hit by this. I mean, I don't know what the procedure is from there. Is somebody going to have to mm. ask for it? Or are they just automatically going to have to let these magazines in? Right. Is someone going to have to buy them and bring them in, get arrested, and state and precedent then, from the Supreme yeah. Court and say, you can't do this? Mm. The, the, We're the courts have already ruled. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. I wonder if it's worth it for them to spend the time and money to fight something so ridiculous. Well, that's that's the problem with a lot of things when you try to fight government. Not many people have the money to do money, it. Money, power, staying power, yeah. Because the, the government has all the tax money they want to fight you. Right. But it would seem like – I wonder if the NRA would get behind somebody in another state who decided to – Go, go against this or get it upheld, or would they even bother with it or right. just kind of say, well, it's been decided that every other state has to abide by it. Mm. But, you know, these a lot of the liberal states don't believe in the laws anyway. <laughs> the immigration laws, hey, the arresting people who are rioting, looting, murdering, a, burn, loot, murder crowd. A, according to Democrat-run cities, you can now run your car into a business and take what you want. You can burn said business down. You can pull people out of their cars and beat them senseless. Uh, like they did over the weekend, I believe, David. That in happened Portland, in yeah. Portland. Some guy um, got in an accident in his truck. They forced him to have an accident. Oh, they yeah. they forced him off the road. He got out and confronted them, and they beat him to a pulp. And he died. Um, did he die? Yeah, damn. That, that was so today. Now, he passed so away. Now so now they have murder. murdered. They have murdered a citizen who was just trying to drive home. Uh, and the Democrat cities, the Democrat governors, the Democrat mayors, to them. That is okay. That's, That's a not peaceful against the law. protest. That's a peaceful protest. That's yeah, what the killing t- somebody is okay. But yet they have uh, yeah. fifty nine days of in person protesting. But you can't go vote one day, right? You can go out and protest and burn, loot, murder. But by golly, if you go stand in a polling booth, the coronavirus is going to kill you on the spot. <laughs> I mean, somehow the Chinese Wuhan virus. It's as if when you get to the polling booth. The Wuhan virus is hiding somewhere behind a tree, behind a car, and it's going, oh, if you go in that voting booth, I'm going to get you. It's attached to every ballot in the voting booth, but Uh, not the mail-in ones. But not the mail-in ones. (laughs) No, 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 no. A mail-in ballot is impervious to to the Wuhan virus. But if you go pull the lever or put in your voting card, you're dead. Okay, we're going to come back, and I'm going to tell you about a potential for a spectacular gun show. I know it'll happen, but I'm going to tell you about the potential for it when we come back. You're listening to America's Web Radio. I'm Roger B., and this is Locked and Loaded. Whether cruising the strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. If your health insurance premium is more than your mortgage, Ellen Deal with Ideal Solutions is here to help. Whether you're a small business owner, individual family, or baby boomer, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com, and I'll respond with three easy questions to help you determine if you can get away from Obamacare. As a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry, I'm here to help with all your insurance needs. Email Ellen Deal at MAGA45CAG at gmail.com. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. 
And we're back. I'm Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and the station is America's Web Radio. And my guest host today so far has been Victor Armendariz from On Point with Victor. For a little while longer. You know, I can't, right. I can't pass up the chance to talk guns, 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 right. and more guns. Now, I don't know if you remember, but last year, Canada decided they had some shooting there, and they decided to ban all military-style weapons, high-capacity magazines, and they're going to have some sort of buyback program. Right, a buyback program. 1,500 different models and variants of what the government considers assault weapons. Let's just get this straight, a buyback, because you're going to hear Kamala Harris talk about this crap. A buyback program, that's socialism talk for we're going to seize your guns. Yeah, buyback would would imply that you bought it from them to start with. To start with. Which very few. But anyway, so what they're doing is the Canadian government is now taking bids to design their buyback. I'm thinking, why don't they just open the border yeah. for a day, let U.S. citizens come in, set up the tables, have Whoa. them buy them piece by piece. I'm thinking <laughs> that the Locked and Loaded show goes to the border and says, bring them on. <laughs> let's buy these guns. I, I got a buyer. I, let's, I mean, I can even, I'll even, we'll even do a little auction. The, the, right. the little well, Canadians can bring their guns over and you and I can auction them off. Or maybe some big American company will go buy them all, then put them up for sale here in the U.S. We'll end up getting some of these. We need a pawn shop. <laughs> yeah, a big one. A big pawn well, shop. It may not be as big as we think. I mean, I wonder how many Canadians are actually going to be able to find their weapons mm. after all the boating accidents well, they have up there? Remember, we're talking about the Canadians don't have the freedom and liberty bloodline. That's right. So a lot of them probably will give it up because they fear their government. And their government can do to them what can't be done to us because we actually have three branches of government. And we actually have a document that restricts government. Canada does not. But they're taking oh. bids from private enterprises to design a program to buy them back. Oh, so I'm we need thinking to, we, we need to get in. Oh. Rent a giant building, bring all the guns in there, oh. have it close to the U.S. You border, know, have a big weekend plan, or even a week. Just go out I, there and buy all these Canadian guns. I mean, picture, it's be amazing. Picture this. That would be a gun show worth going to. Picture this. <laughs> Barrett Jackson. That's right. Cars on one side, guns on the other. Wow. That would be the best show ever. And hopefully they would have thousands upon thousands, and they'd all be military-style <laughs> assault style weapons. Assault weapons. Assault weapons, yes. Too much for them. <laughs> yeah, right. We, they would. Uh, the, the Barrett-Jackson would somehow get uh, $5,000 for an AR-15 that should be $600. Yes, <laughs> probably. But, you know, this— But, hey, it would be fun. The potential for this would be great. I mean, imagine that. Just have a big—or have a traveling mm. gun show. Oh, Several yeah. tractor trailers loaded with guns have to go from city to city, set up the tables. Man. It would pay for itself. The Canadian government would make money. I know a truck driver. Yeah. You know a truck driver. <laughs> I have a table. You have a table. We can set up mm. a gun show. David has a table. That's right. Everybody <laughs> wants their table. So now they have to find how are they going to buy these weapons back. They're taking bids, and I wonder how they're doing this. I mean, I like to. I'd like to just throw a bid in there. You know, I'll give you, yeah. a, you know, hundred thousand dollars for every gun for you got. Every gun you got. <laughs> I would Let's love to get in on that. Get a bunch of friends to chip in and go. Buy All them they all. can say is no. That's right. Hey, I'm in. But you know, and, I'm and, in. And they, everybody knows. The, this, my question is: Does the chain on the pistol? That the mounted police have come with the gun. <laughs> oh, I'm sure the, the count, police the, are not affected the by the county this. mounty chain. Yeah, they probably get to keep theirs. Those are revolvers, the, aren't they? The mounted and the, the whatever show it was. Yeah, the county mounties. The, um, well, there was a uh, what was that show, Roger Dudley Do Right. 
Remember yeah. Dudley Do-Right? Yeah. Yes, the, and, the, and the evil guy, his, oh, no, his arch enemy. Regular, regular uh, Mountie show at one time. Yeah, there, there was. Ago. I just and can't think of it. I can't think of the name of it. I can't think of it either, but Dudley Do-Right. They made a movie, yeah. That. They did make a movie. They, they always had the chain on the gun, so <laughs> yeah. it fell out of the hole. <laughs> well, they don't want to drop your hand. <laughs> well, because they, find it. they rarely pulled it. I mean, the French may have them beat on pulling guns the least. So they but had now, to let, chain them. Let's keep in mind, this whole law was passed based on the fact that somebody committed a shooting up there hmm. with a gun that was smuggled in from another country. <laughs> so how, how it would wasn't you commit even, a shooting without uh, a, a weapon? What's that? Well, you just said a shooting was committed with a gun, and I'm just asking, how do you have a shooting without a gun? Well, yeah, All right, good point. No, but the weapon came... <laughs> from another country. It was smuggled right. in from the United States. Exactly. So the Canadians decided to well, ban all their weapons. Like, he had an illegal gun anyway. Was this he broke the law to get it. How is changing the laws on law-abiding citizens going to fix anything? And was this a northern border version of Fast and Furious, which the Obama administration... You know how many oh, guns the Obama administration smuggled into Mexico? To track that down and see where it came from. So that we should find out if this is one of those. Oh, boy. Could you imagine blaming Just Obama? Saying. For, boy, people in Canada wouldn't like him as much then. No, they probably wouldn't. Well, the gun owners. The gun owners. And yeah. the thing is, they have such a low crime rate anyway, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't kill each other with knives or baseball bats or hammers yeah. as much as we do down here. <laughs> we just tend to have a little bit hotter blood, I guess. Well, we have a party right now that's that's uh, incentivizing rioting yes. and looting and burning. And, which is, you know, you that know, just – I was watching a video today in San Francisco. A Walgreens was just getting looted. <laughs> Fifteen, sixteen people walked in, just started loading backpacks with stuff. Oh, no guns man. or anything. They just heard, And then they just walked out. Walked out. And there were so many of them that the store owners, the workers there mm. couldn't, you know, couldn't mm. do anything. And I don't know if they called the police or not. And if they get there – what good is it going to do to call the police? They're just going to be put on hold. Uh, I'm sorry. We've defunded the police because that's what you demanded. Yes. Now, keep in mind, however, if the police get defunded here, I don't own any rubber bullets. <laughs> <laughs> that now, <might. laughs> this is a great service message because I have to stand with Roger on this. I don't have beanbag loads in my shotgun. That's right. No rubber bullets so, in your rifle. <laughs> I'm, it, yeah, you come to my house. It ain't gonna be a rubber beanbag to put you on your, you know, uh, if you on there's your buttocks. A, there's a video. Uh, <laughs> I think it was this weekend also, and the media cracks me up because they're going, "Oh, they're shooting him with rubber bullets." No, it was a beanbag shot from a shotgun, and it was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, it hit this dude right in the lower ribs, and I can promise you, he's got bruised ribs today. He folded like a lawn chair. Oh, this little, <laughs> this I'm I'm gonna be nice, but this little activist. Uh, he went running up and uh, not only threatened the police, he started throwing, I don't know what he was throwing, but he basically was attacking. And oh, uh, that police officer had none of it and lit him up with a big-ass beanbag shot from that's a shotgun. Awesome. And it was great. The best one I ever saw was a little uh, anti-American fascist. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm calling those guys, the anti-American fascist. Democrat, he, Biden, voter fascist. He got fascist. hit in the jewels with a beanbag. <laughs> Boy, he folded like, like laundry. <laughs> he, he, he ain't going to have You could have put him in a basket. Oh, he folded so I, He probably folded like this guy the other day. It was hilarious. It put him in the fetal position. 
in a second. Put him in a laundry basket. He's folded. Beautiful. (laughs) It was a beautiful thing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's just, I mean, but keep in mind, you come out to, they keep saying they're going to come to the suburbs and cause trouble there. We've been waiting. Hey, hey, all you protesters, we've been waiting. Yeah. How long are we going to have to wait? (laughs) I mean, I know. I got I got ribs on the grill. You better hurry up and get here. <laughs> I saw a grandmother the other day. She had her AR-15 loaded and ready, and she said, would you please hurry up because I got a pie in the oven. That's right. If you're going to get here, I get mean, here. Keep I in thought. mind, people, people, you know, in the suburbs, they'll climb a tree 30, 40 feet in the air and sit there all day <laughs> all just to kill day. something. You know, that is a great point, Roger. <laughs> what these anti-fascists and Marxists and Biden voters may not realize is that there are lots of people in the South and all over the country that truly, no, in sub-freezing temperatures, in the rain, in the snow, will sit 30, 40 feet in a tree and wait and wait and wait just so they can shoot something. Now, granted, I don't think activists would be as tasty as something about shooting a tree, but, you know, yeah. you never know. It could use, be good for fertilizer. Yeah, that's right. I'm just wondering. I'm going to have to call our local uh, waste disposal service and see if we're supposed to set them by the curb. Do we have to make a special call to right. have them picked up? Or, you Is know, do we just stack them like firewood out in front of the house? Do I put it in the recyclable pile? Do I put it in, I mean, in the trash bin? I, mean, I don't know. We'll, yeah, we're gonna no, have to, I, I we, want we, to properly dispose. We have questions. <laughs> yes, we have good questions here because, you know, we don't want to do anything wrong. We love the environment. We want to properly dispose right. of the trash as, you know. As necessary. As necessary. And we want to recycle if possible. Because, <laughs> everyone, you know, home garden is becoming a big thing now. This would make great fertilizer. Yeah, make good fertilizer. There might be some organs that can be used. There are good people out there waiting in line for it. That's right. right. If you get them fresh, it might be worth if, it. If you're willing to donate, I, who am I to say no? Now, here's somebody who developed a new gun. This is brought to our friend, uh, Mr. Doctor, Dr. G. Doctor. Doctor. Yes, Dr. Ooh, G. Dr. G's listening right now. Uh, if he is, and he knows, this story was brought to my attention by him. Excellent. So, credit to you, Dr. G. This is, this is brought to you mm-hmm. by Dr. G. <clears throat> There's a man creates a mask shooting gun to stop the uncovered in their tracks. <laughs> <laughs> now, what this thing does, it's apparently like CO2 powered, and it fires a mask with little weights on the end of the string. It's supposed to wrap around your head mm. when it hits, hits your face <laughs> to cover your face if you're not wearing a mask, because he calls these people mask holes. <laughs> so I just want to go on record and say if this dude shoots this at me, he ain't going to like what comes He's not going to get a second chance. Well, he ain't going to get a mask in return. No. Let's just put it that way. He discharges a weapon at me and fires something, a projectile at me. He's going to get fired. I will not fire until fired upon, but once fired upon, I will return fire. That's why I said you fire a mask at me, and you're going to get a lead mask in return. Now, granted, this is probably just, you know, a YouTube thing. I doubt anybody would actually go do this. Although there was a lady a couple weeks ago in California spraying people with pepper yeah, spray because they didn't have spray. masks on. Now, I don't know Ooh. if they found her or tracked her down or not. But I think they did. I, oh, yeah. I think she was arrested. Oh, well, yeah. yeah good. She, she arrested, needed yeah. to be. That's ridiculous. Well, that's, a, that's assault. You are not the I mean, police. That's assault and battery. Yeah. She even sprayed some kid's food yeah, while and, she was and doing the, it. And like a five-month-old yeah. dog. A puppy. Yeah, yeah, she a puppy. sprayed, she a, she sprayed puppy. a puppy. Has she never seen John Wick? Come on. I mean, I'm She sprayed my puppy. There'd be some serious... I don't know if I could restrain myself. That's right. You don't understand. You killed my dog. 
But yeah, I mean, this is just crazy. I mean, the gun is funny though. He fires it at the mask, and the little lead weights fly around the back and yeah. attach it to the head. I mean, it, it was cute. It was funny, yeah, but I awesome, doubt whether but... anybody would actually try and use right. this thing. But it was funny. I was just thinking, if people do, oh, that's going to be a problematic, especially mm-hmm. in a place where guns are common. Oh yeah. And he oh. calls the people who wear who don't wear mask mask holes, and I'm thinking the people who do wear them and shame other people, they're the mask they're holes. They're the living mask in holes. fear. Yeah. They're afraid to come out of their little holes. They're like ostriches with their head in the sand. Right. All right, we're going to have to take another break. We'll be right back after this, and let's see what I got coming. Uh, oh, anti-protesters and protesters clash at Stone Mountain, Georgia. Woohoo! <laughs> the disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge. Not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key, and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back. I'm Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and the station is America's Web Radio. Now, just before we left for the break, I mentioned Stone Mountain, Georgia, which any of you who are aware of anything in the southeast, it's a giant park, has one of the largest pieces of exposed granite in the world that has a huge carving of some Civil War icons, I guess, or people who participate in the Civil War. So it has been a constant battle of whether it should be erased or not. So apparently... Some people defending the carving and defending the artwork that is carved on the side of Stone Mountain decided to have a peaceful protest or a peaceful demonstration to defend the carving or defend Stone Mountain. Now, one of the newspapers I got an article out of, I want to read you the headline and see if you can figure out which way this newspaper tends to slant. Anti-racist protesters confront militia groups in Stone Mountain. Okay, anti-racist. So they're assuming that all the militia groups are racist. First of all, that's complete bull squeeze. That's just not true. These guys are there to stop people from destroying statues, tearing down monuments. If nothing else, you want to keep the history so it doesn't happen again. That's why all the concentration camps in Europe are still there, still open, 
and they're kept open so people can see what happened and to make sure it never happens again. Yes, slavery was bad. The Civil War is over. There are no slaves anymore. They haven't been for 150 years. Get over it. It's done with. It's history. But still, don't forget your history. Don't forget where you came from. Because if you don't, history repeats itself. Come back around, who knows? We may start slavery all over again because we forgot it was so bad the first time. But anyway, so a large group of counter-protesters, uh, that's probably better word, pro- they weren't even protesters, they were having a rally. So it wasn't even a protest. But they had some scuffles here and there, but nobody was hurt, so that was good. <clears throat> and they said they were just there to defend their heritage, you know, this car- carving and stone mountain. If you ever seen the carving stone mountain, it is, it is a sight to behold. It is amazing. It's huge. And the detail is unbelievable. Now, granted, I understand you don't want to pay homage to people who fought in a civil war. And especially the, the Democrats are particularly fond of wanting to get rid of this history. Because if you remember, the Democrats started the civil war by wanting to keep slavery. They were the ones who succeeded from the, the rest of the Union. They're the ones who started the KKK. They're the ones who started most of it. And now they're doing the exact opposite. Now they're funding BLM and anti-American fascists all over the country. They're always trying to start trouble, and they don't like civilized people working things out in a civilized manner. But apparently these people had a standoff for hours on Saturday in Stone Mountain. They were supposed to meet in Stone Mountain, but Stone Mountain Park closed in anticipation of possible violence. And the police were there, and they kept everybody pretty much separated so there was no you know other than a few war of words here and there everything went pretty peaceful of course they're yelling racists go home nazis go home i wonder if they realize nazi is taken from the national socialists of germany so if you're a socialist you might as well be a nazi because that's where the nazis came from people just need to look at their history books once in a while or at least read one of them even if it's not the right one read some of them at one point one of the counter protesters got a hold of a confederate flag and burned it now, I don't know if they stole it from somebody or brought it themselves. I have a feeling they took it from somebody and burned it. So that's destruction of property. That's a crime. Whether you believe in the flag or not, I personally don't care either way. You want to have a flag? I'm not a huge fan of the Confederate flag. We have a new Georgia flag now that took off the stars and bars. But you know what? To burn someone else's property, no matter what it is, why don't you go into a neighborhood up in Michigan and find a... Uh, Let's call it a Taliban flag and try and burn that one. Yeah, see how far that gets you. Oh, but no, they're protected. You don't want to be prejudiced towards them, even though they kill people every day who don't believe the same as they believe. Uh, But anyway, it ended up being relatively peaceful. Nobody was hurt as far as they're reporting. So it was just a matter. It was a screaming match. But, you know, sometimes that's what it takes. It's funny how the media, though, portrays all the militia people as racist. And particularly the three percenters. If you don't know, three percenters are based on the fact that three percent of the colonists participated in the American Revolution. That's that's where they get their name from. So, yeah, the three percenters back in 1775 were the people who made this country what it is today. So you might want to think twice before you call all those people racist or prejudiced or whatever, because you don't know the difference between the two words anyway. Most people don't. You know, okay. three percenters, every time I hear something like that, I go a little bonkers in the fact that only 1% of our total population join the military at any given time or serve their country in any capacity right. and are the military. It should be and higher than that. 
you know, it's just, it's an unbelievable. We got the greatest nation in the world. Now, granted, a lot of the military are being very specific because they're having a lot of people who want to be in the military, but they are being pretty pretty concerning about who they take and who they don't. So a lot of people just can't get in, even though they want to. So I'll give credit there, because they were saying they had record numbers for a while there, especially when Trump got elected. They had record numbers of people wanting to join the military again. And they had to be, you know, they had to have stricter standards of who they were going to let in, because they had a choice of a much greater range of candidates all of a sudden. So I'd like to see the number go up by a little bit if we need it. Like I say, as we pull people home from other countries, though, we may not need as many in the military either. So we'll have to see. But, yeah, that's that's a good point. It would be interesting to see a mandatory service. I mean, I know that's – I hate to say that because that's a form of slavery, forcing people to join. But give people who do serve privileges that people who don't serve could not get. You know, of course, that would have to start later because it wasn't involved until a, a time period such as now. You'd have to go from this point forward. But anyway, that's interesting. Interesting fact. Okay, now the big thing. We were talking about our gun supply, our ammunition supply. Why is it so short? Why don't these companies start making more stuff? Why don't they start cranking out more bullets? This is an article by Cam Edwards from Bearing Arms. This guy seems to be on top of all the subject matter pretty good. He knows. And it makes sense if you think about it. I I mean, I was there back in 08 when Obama got elected. Gun sales went through the roof. In fact, during Obama years, he set records for gun sales. Most of those have now been broken because of the pandemic and the rioting, but most of that was the first records that were being set in the first in the last 20 years were being set during Obama's time. And the supply was so short, you couldn't find parts to build things, you couldn't find guns, ammo was in short supply. And if you guys remember trying to scrounge a- a- ammunition from whatever source you could, and it was high dollar. And you thought, oh, why don't they just make more? Why don't they make more? So they did. They geared up. And if you've been listening to our show for a while, you know. I mentioned it at the end of last year. I said this was the best time to buy a weapon. At the end of last year, the prices were as cheap as I'd ever seen them in the last probably two decades. Ammunition prices had fallen to a point where they were dirt cheap. And it was so easy to get guns and ammo and supplies and parts for builds and everything. was just It was all there, and it was the cheapest I'd ever seen it. Now we've done a complete 180. Because the suppliers at that point had tons of surplus equipment because they were prepared for Hillary to become president in 2016. And at that point, sales would have skyly. However, Donald Trump won. So everybody breathed a sigh of relief thinking, okay, we have an NRA-backed candidate in the White House now. He's claimed he was not going to restrict gun rights in most cases, which he hasn't. He did ban the bump stocks, which... Although silly as it is, it was more symbolic, I think, than anything else. It's funny that Obama's administration actually approved the bump stops for bump stocks to be sold, while the Trump administration then makes them illegal. <laughs> kind of ironic. Uh, but anyway, so you may wonder, why don't these places gear up? Why don't they add facilities? Why don't they build more buildings? Why? Because of what happened in 2016. They had stocked up geared up, was ready for chaos to take place in their industry, Donald Trump won, the demand dropped way off. Because no one was in, there was no panic anymore. There was no rush. So everybody just kind of relaxed a little bit. They got what they needed, but they weren't in a huge hurry to buy stuff. They spent money on other things instead. Because it takes millions of dollars to get a, gear up a new production facility, which can take years to pay back. 
So instead, they just they up their production whatever they can. They probably have a, a few percent variation where they can run an extra shift maybe. But you don't want stuff like that rushed when it's made. You want stuff. You want the quality control to remain. You want the quality control to be there in arms, ammunition, anything like that. So they don't want to have that 2016 slump happen again to them. So they're being cautious about gearing up because just as fast as the demand has gone up, it can drop. After the election, I have a feeling if Trump wins, the supply is going to fill right back up. You're going to see tons of used guns for sale on the market because everyone's going to become more relaxed. If Biden wins... The market is going to go nuts. You're not going to be able to find anything if it even gets to the point where they fill the supply line before then. But these companies have to be careful because they have to project years in advance before they invest that much in gearing up and making, you know, more weapons. And it's crazy because a company like Remington, who I believe also owns Smith & Wesson, they are having a problem. Actually, the Remington brand is going bankrupt in the middle of the largest number of gun sales in our country's history, they're going bankrupt. That's really bad management. But, you know, with the volatility they've seen, it makes it hard to say whether they should invest in this for long term or not. Because all they have to do is make one mistake and boom, they can invest millions and never and take a decade to get their money back and not be able to repay loans. So keep that in mind when you say, why don't they just make more? It's not that easy. You know, it, it's tough. And hopefully the supplies will start evening out some. Again, just like toilet paper, if people will stop hoarding it, it will probably get easier to find. As I just noticed that the other day, I actually have been prepared for months, so I have not been buying anything in the last few months because the prices were a little high, and now apparently the supply is completely diminished. I've checked, checked several large ammunition websites, and most of them are completely sold out of most handgun ammo and most... Um, shall I say, military-style ammunition. So, But that's part of being prepared, though. When you have to be prepared, prepared means to do it in advance. It means to think ahead and see what you want to do when the time comes. You don't want to wait for it to come and then scramble around trying to say, oh, I need a gun, I need a shovel, I need a whatever. I need extra toilet paper. That's not the time to do it. The time to do it is before anything happens. And being prepared is not just about having stuff. It's a state of mind. It's also planning to avoid confrontation. How many of you, when you go out, if you're going to go downtown, do you look and see, well, is there anything going on tonight? Are there any protests going on? Is there any trouble anywhere? Because the best way to win a fight is not to be there when it happens. Easiest way to avoid trouble. Just don't be there. Because you never know. When you get into a situation like that, you never know if there's going to be a policeman there or law enforcement to be able to protect you or if you have to protect yourself how a government or law enforcement is going to react to you defending yourself. If you have to shoot somebody to prevent them from killing you, like in Portland this weekend, if that guy who was killed this weekend had a gun, things probably would have gone very differently. He probably would have been dragged out of his truck, kicked in the head, and eventually led to his death. Had he had a weapon, the guy who kicked him in the head might have been dead. But then you wonder, what are the prosecutors going to do? How was the government going to react to that? Like the McCloskey's. They stood in their own, on their own property and on their own house against people who had just committed breaking and entering, trespassing, were violating all kinds of laws, and they stood there and just told them, don't come to this house, don't damage anything here, you know, and they're threatening, and the protesters were threatening to murder them, take their house, live in their house, you know, kill their dog, I mean, all kinds of crazy things, and these guys just stood there with their weapons, 
saying, don't do it. And they stood there, and that's all they did. They didn't shoot anybody. They just told them, if you come any further, we're going to take action. But they didn't. And it turns out, later they find out the McCloskey's guns were not even loaded. One gun was not even functional. But apparently the sight of them was enough to scare these people off. But then what happens? So now the prosecutor is prosecuting the McCloskey's for defending their property, even though the people who are breaking and entering, trespassing, and entering their neighborhood, threatening to kill these people and take their house, those people committed crimes, and they're not being prosecuted at all. It's ridiculous. So you got to be careful when you do this. When you draw your weapon, are you going to be in the right? Do you know if the city, county, state government is going to support you when you're right? It's unfortunate, but every bullet that's fired has a lawyer attached to it. And you have to decide. You know, you have to make a, a conscious decision. Is it better to be judged by 12 than carried by 6 at this point? All right, we're going to be right back because I want to finish up on this and see how prepared you really are. This is America's Web Radio. I'm Roger B., and you're listening to Locked and Loaded. Quick stakes, that's Q-U-I-K stakes, are not just for surveyors. They are great for family and community gardens. Go online to www.quickstake.com or contact your local land surveying supply dealer and get you a box of quick stakes. You'll love them every year when you plant your garden. Again, that's quick stakes, Q-U-I-K stakes, the truly preferred way to stake and identify what's in your garden now. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not... You probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hello, everybody. We're back. I'm Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and the station is America's Web Radio. Right before we left, we were talking about being prepared, having the right mindset, knowing where to go, what to do, what not to do. Know where you should be. I mean, are you avoiding confrontation? Are you avoiding areas that are known hotspots? Because the best way to win is not to be there. But anyway, so the McCloskeys pulled out their weapons on their own property, stood at their own house, telling these people, who just broke a steel gate to enter this neighborhood, were on a private road, trespassing, told them, back down, get out of here, you don't belong here. And what happens? 
the prosecutor in that city prosecutes the McCloskeys for pointing a gun at somebody. Yet the people who broke and entered the neighborhood, who trespassed all over their property, not being prosecuted at all. So that leads me to another question. So you may find yourself in a completely legitimate self-defense situation and still end up on the wrong side of prosecution for doing nothing more than standing up for your own safety or the safety of your family. Don't believe for a minute. Just because you are right, the law will recognize that, especially in these liberal cities. I mean, they are standing, they're letting protesters or rioters, looters do whatever they want without any repercussions whatsoever. They're destroying businesses, personal property, hurting people, even killing people. In Portland this past weekend, the guy ended up killing somebody. They forced him off the road. He wrecked his truck. They dragged him out of the truck, and they beat him to death. He didn't die right away, but he died, so they killed him. But it's it's weird because right and wrong are no longer clearly defined. Even though you may be in the right, you may not be treated as such. But I think a lot of people realize the police can't protect you anymore. They never have had the obligation to, but now people have to take responsibly, responsibility for their own safety, their own protection. You have to become your own first responder, which we say all the time. Now, this doesn't only include weapons and ammo, but basic, but possibly even basic, even moderate first aid. Because who knows if rioters are blocking the way to, to and from your home or your way to a hospital? What if you're in the car and you run into people on your way home? You don't think to check that every day before you leave for work to see if there's rioters in the area? Do you have an alternative route? Can you find it quickly? You keep track of disturbances going on in your city. Most of us get enough news through social media or television or, you know, other sources to where we know if something is going on in our city. Of course, in Portland, it's been going on for like 60 days now, so it's really easy to know anywhere downtown is probably off limits, and the police are not going to be there to protect you. So, But in other cities, you have to keep track of this. You know where things are going on. I'm in Atlanta, and there are areas where there were groups of kids supposedly selling water to raise money and learn about business. And if you didn't buy the water, they would throw water bottles at you. They would attack your vehicle and basically calls. And, in fact, there was a gun drawn on one motorist at one point. So, you know, they had carjackings from kids as, as young as 10 years old. So you never know what you're going to run into, and you never know where it's going to be. Mostly they've been keeping to the the bigger cities, the downtown areas. They keep threatening to come out to the suburbs. And I, like I say, the, the Stone Mountain, they did. there was a group that came out to Stone Mountain threatening people, telling them, you owe me money for reparations and stuff like that. The guy, But they never did. They never did anything violent other than verbally assault people or verbally tell people, you know, you shouldn't laugh at me or you shouldn't be saying anything. But anyway, you have to be prepared. And in most places, unless they come inside your house, you can't shoot somebody for stealing something. They get into your car and steal something out of it. If you shoot them for stealing property, highly likely you're going to get in more trouble than they will. But apparently, in my, in my opinion, if they value your stuff more than they value their life, then they're making a trade. They're trading their life for your stuff. They're willing to take that chance. But how do you? How are you going to be prepared? Do you have any type of surveillance equipment at your home or business? Can you see trouble coming? And how prepared are you? If something happens, can you get your weapons quickly? Are they loaded? Do you have extra magazines nearby? Or do you have to go somewhere else to find them? And how much warning are you going to have? If you have surveillance equipment, that gives you a few extra seconds maybe to prepare or get ready. Do you have weapons in various parts of the house? 
do you, I mean, how far do you have to go to get one if you are alerted? How many seconds does it take to get there? These are all things you have to consider now. I mean, prior to this, these occasions, the 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 occurrences were very rare that you really got into a situation where you have to be concerned about random people breaking into your house. Now, apparently, if you live near a big city, these people are coming everywhere to protest, quote-unquote protest, which means riot, burn, loot, murder, and anti-American fascists are coming to your neighborhood. Now, if you don't have any surveillance equipment, do you have weapons strategically placed around the house in case somebody was to burst into your home and demand something from you or threaten you? Now, granted, a dog helps for that, absolutely. But if you have a uh, video doorbell or some sort of video cameras where you can see if something's going off, motion detectors to detect people coming within a few hundred feet, that should buy you some time. But if you don't have them, first of all, you should get one. If you don't have one, get one. They're relatively inexpensive. You can buy off-brand models for less than $50. This will give you the time you need to get to where your weapons are, to, to get prepared. And it's not about being paranoid either. I mean, this is not paranoia. It would seem especially prudent to be extra prepared, especially with what is going on right now. In the past years, you rarely had to worry about random shootings or random people crashing your car or dragging you out of the car. It, it almost never happened. Back in 1992, a fellow named Reginald Denny, driver of an 18-wheel truck, was stopped in the street by three or four youths. They dragged him out of his truck, and they literally beat him half to death. He now has to sit in a wheelchair. He can't feed himself. He's paralyzed. He can't do anything now because he stopped his truck. So right now, a lot of the trucking companies are telling their drivers, do not stop. Keep driving. Go slow, but do not stop. If anybody gets on the truck, do your best to get them off or speed up. I think they'd rather run some people over than have one of the drivers get maimed or killed, which makes perfect sense. The driver's not doing anything but getting stuff to your local stores. They've been working extra hours this whole time. Or what about you if you're a medical worker? You have to drive back and forth to work. Your hospital, your doctor's office may be in a city limit. Are you prepared if somebody gets out to stop your vehicle? Do you have a plan? Do you know what you're going to do? Can you defend yourself? What are you going to do? Are you going to leave your vehicle? Are you going to try and keep it locked? Keep people from getting in. If they break a window, what are you going to do then? Are you going to drive away? I mean, you have to make these decisions ahead of time. You can't decide when it happens. You've got to think about the scenarios before it happens. Now, right now, guns and ammo are sold out around the country. So in this case, you may want to take on extra security measures, such as extra locks. That would be helpful. Do you keep a flashlight by your bed? If someone does break into your house or if the power goes out, what are you going to do? Because you've got, you've got your flashlight, you're looking around, but your Internet cameras will probably not function unless your router and modem are hooked up to some sort of emergency power, which most people's are not. I just recently hooked mine up to an emergency power backup because I wanted to make sure my camera was going to work even with the power went out. And who's to say these people won't cause a power outage just to be able to sneak up on people and get the jump on them? I don't know. Just all these things you have to think about that have never been an issue before. You know, the other thing, too, is uh, <clears throat> I've got it set up in my house where if a motion detector picks somebody up in the yard, they hear the alarm go off. Oh, that's good. So at least they know you're you're going to be alerted. Yeah. So and, they know uh, they won't be able to sneak up on you. Exactly. And, and uh, along with putting signs out that I have a security system, 
And um, but I don't I don't put out the sign this house protected by S and W. Right, because that's just saying you have guns there. <laughs> yep. And uh, you know, and nobody can be at their home twenty four seven. Oh right, yeah, and so unless you're in prison, yeah, and uh, <laughs> I don't want to advertise whether I have guns or not, but uh, my alarms can be heard outside, and uh, that you know, annular lights come on at night, obviously, like your system, right, I'm right, sure. uh, motion detector and, lights, motion detector yeah. uh, pictures taken, video made, all that stuff. However, like I say, someone pointed out to me if the power was to go out. Your router doesn't work. Your modem doesn't work. All of a sudden, you have no Internet. None of your cameras would be functional. So I bought a battery backup. I plugged the modem and the router into that. So now, even if the power goes out, I can still get notifications from my cameras and be able to see that. I mean, that's something most I didn't think about till someone mentioned it to me. And I was like, oh, that's a very good idea. So... Hopefully, I've given everybody something to think about where they can improve, whether it's having more medical supplies on hand, where it's upping the security on your house. Do you keep a flashlight by your bed? Do you keep it by other parts of the house in case you're in the kitchen and the power goes out? Is there a flashlight handy? Is there a weapon handy? Can you get to it within seconds if you need to? Do you have extra ammunition with it? Can you fight your way to the rest of your guns if you need to? I always had an, uh, I was with a Navy trainer once, and he was training us, and he said, you use your handgun to fight your way to your rifle. Yeah. <laughs> so That makes a lot of sense, actually. Something to you consider. Know? You know, sure. do you have a rifle nearby loaded, or do you just have the pistol, which is fine. If you just have one gun and you're good with it, hopefully close range is going to be where you're going to need it. Hopefully you won't have to shoot anybody long range because they're not going to be a threat at long range. You know, otherwise that's when you get into legal issues. If you shoot somebody too far away, they're going to say it was not a threat, you didn't need to shoot them, and you're going to get yourself in trouble. So be aware and have a plan for when the power goes out because alarm systems can be hampered. Cameras that work on Internet routers can be disabled. All these things can happen. Plan for every possible, well, you know, I say every possible scenario, but, you know, we're not going to plan for earthquakes and tidal waves and floods and tornadoes because otherwise you'd be, you spend millions preparing for something that may never happen, but Take the basic steps. I say beef up security a little bit. If you don't have a camera, get one. They're cheap. And make sure you have a way for them to work all the time. Test them. Test their function. Make sure they're functional. Make sure they work properly and you can see somebody coming. Because that's that's the difference. All it takes is 20 or 30 seconds of warning to know whether you need to do anything more severe than just get a flashlight. Hopefully, that's all it would take. And hopefully, you have news stations that would alert you as to anything happening in that area. And that would put you on basically a a DEFCON alert level of higher than normal if you know something is happening in your city, your town, your street. Well, hopefully, I've given everybody something to think about, something they can work on security-wise for their house or their home or their business. I'm Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.